astrology, feng shui, tarot, crystals. We've all heard about these practices, but what does it all mean? Each week, Mom and me will dive into these topics to present them in an easy, digestible 20 minutes. From full moons to celebrity charts to even red doors, Mom and me will share personal, shocking, and wow factor stories. Welcome back to another episode of the Mom and Me Astrology Podcast. My name is Kate Wind, and joining me is my mom, Mary Swick. Good morning, Kate. Good morning. Well, we are already talking about Leo season. How exciting. We're just in the closing days as we're recording of cancer season. So Leo season starts this upcoming Saturday, the 22nd. And we are going to continue our series on the healing properties of each of the signs to help give a better insight um, or more information on each of the signs. Really is an eye opener, you know, because there's such a tendency to think of each sign and kind of think of them in a very specific way. And Leo is definitely the, the big one that we think of. And, you know, we don't think what's, oh, how do they serve? So this is interesting to get into the healing properties And I'm fascinated by what I learned. And I thank our guest this morning that she is a Leo and that we have a chance to talk to her so that I could really do a little more deep dive in this. So it's going to be fun. It's going to be fun and interesting. Each of the signs have like these stereotypes to them, but I think Leo's stereotypes are maybe some of the most like kind of, I don't know what the word would be, but it's like drama or queen or they want a stage and narcissism, narcissism. narcissism. Okay. Yeah. You know, look at me. I'm on stage. You're not. (laughs) And not all Leos are party animals. Some of them I meet are very quiet. They're very down to earth. They're very Mm -hmm. driven to care for children or for animals. And of course there's the other side of it that, you know, they're very social and creative where they can appear maybe even a little selfish or self-centered. Well, you know what I find is that sometimes they're so into their craft, whatever their craft may be, their thing, and it could be just an activity, could be a hobby, you know, that they they just so focus on it that they cut other people out. And so it looks like they're selfish with their time, with their focus, because they're so into something. Right. Again, but- I would like to think about, you know, Leo's as having a really strong, what I call constant identity. Uh, remember, they're ruled by the sun, right? Right. So they're you know, fire sign. ruled by the sun. Mm-hmm. Well, the sun shows up every morning clockwork. It's a superstar, quite literally. True. And we count on that sun and without it, we wouldn't exist. So the idea they Leo's capture that quality, they're highly predictable people. I would say, mm-hmm. just like the sun. And, they, you know, hopefully they do brighten our mood, give us right. warmth like the sun, right? right? I always think of Betsy Johnson, the designer. You know, she stays in her lane of bows and buttons and, you know, frillies and things of that nature. She is so predictable. Like She's if you see like a her piece at like a Ross, you know, where it's not like yeah. amongst all of her other stuff, you can so easily point it yeah. out and say, that's Betsy Johnson. You know, not even seeing the tag. Exactly. That's that constant quality that Leo's bring. 
And the part that is new that I think is relatively new for most of us when we think about Leos is they're very much associated with the concept of, of course, children and creativity, self-expression. We've already said that. But the idea of this idea of wanting to hand something off. This is fascinating. Isn't it? It is. Yeah. Yeah. The idea of an inheritance, the idea of a lineage. I want to prepare the next generation, the next person down the line, the person that's going to come behind me. I want to hand something off to them. It's really, it's a fascinating um, influence. Uh, Oftentimes we think of it as royalty. That's what I'm saying. Fifth house Leo associated with royalty. And that is the thing is that they're going to hand that name down. Okay. Who will be the next queen? Who will be, who is the Prince Mary? Now it's going to be a princess there. It's there. It's obsessive about, okay, what is the next, you know, I mean, the world obsessed when um, the princes got married and when they, when they had started having children, I mean, weren't, right? Even people in the United States or other countries, they're obsessed about this family because of that hand down of that name. And so when we one generation to the next, correct. So when we bring that down to a very mundane level of individual Leos, obviously not all Leos are are royalty, even if (laughs) they want to be right. Um, But so what is their life goal? How are they bringing that essence into their life about doing something that they can hand down to generation after generation, or they're doing something that is directly affecting that next generation? Yeah. So they may be very focused on the community, right? Maybe, you know, um, you know, if you're a piano player, maybe you're going to volunteer to play at a charity, right? And again, the idea, because the goodness will come profits will be spent on whatever the cause is, yeah, right? Absolutely. So it doesn't mean that we're all out there running nonprofits, but no. you know, we're all, Leos are willing because they love that handoff. Absolutely. One other what, thing, go ahead. I just wanted to insert one more thing here about this. Um, years ago, remember that song, We Are the World? We Are the World. It was done by U.S., you know, performers. And, Mm -hmm. you know, that song was for Africa, Mm -hmm. for the famine, everything they were going through. So it was just interesting. That was a great example of a very Leo-ish thing to do. Yeah. Well, I think that, you know, we have in our notes too, about Leo is ruled by the lion. Yes. Oh yeah. So, you know, kind of king of the jungle, if you will. Mm -hmm. Um, But the lion is like an international symbol of monarchies. Yeah. You know, you see that Leo the symbol. So again, it does, <laughs> there is a little bit of a showiness <laughs> with Leos, but what we're saying, what we want to show is that there is more to Leos than just that showiness. I hope our guests today, we can definitely show that, right? Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. And, and for anyone who doesn't quite grasp that thought, monarchies are families, families that, you know, the power is going to pass off to the next generation. So it's not like, oh, we're going to have an election and get a new king or new queen. No, it's, it's handed off energy very personally, thoughtfully, and with a lot of oftentimes uh, guidelines of how yeah. it's going to be done. So yeah. that's what our Leos are doing on a deeper level. And I think it fits so well today with this topic of healing. Absolutely. So with that, today we have Mai Tran, and she is the director of 
uh, for Nevada with the American Foundation for Suicide Prevention. She has been working in the nonprofit sector for a little over two years, uh, previously with the Cupcake Girls, and she spent 22 years in retail leadership, which of course leadership, that's important there. Um, And she has also been a crisis counselor for crisis text line for the last eight years and received a certification for the crisis advocacy for the LGBTQ Center of Southern Nevada. So with that said, Maya, we're so excited to have you today to talk about your chart and tell us a little bit about yourself. Hi, thank you both so much for having me on. I'm I'm so thrilled. And I just want to um, backtrack a minute and just say, I remember that song, We Are the World. Oh. And I was singing it in my head when I heard you say that. So yes. I absolutely yes. do re- remember that. Yeah. Um, yeah, so obviously, you know, Kate, you just mentioned um, some of the work that I've um, been doing for, you know, you know, quite some time now, but just a little bit about me personally. I've been um, downtown Las Vegas in the arts, which is an up and coming, it's growing. My husband and my dog. Um, and, you know, we just really, really love um, our community. Community um, care is one of my personal core values. And I'm really, really excited to kind of hear a little bit more about my natal chart and, and how that, um, you know, fits into the work that I'm doing. Absolutely. Well, I mean, your work is incredible. So we are absolutely excited to um, get into your chart. Mom, did you have anything that you wanted to start with her chart before we ask her like how she even got into her field? Oh my gosh. Well, you know, your chart speaks loudly. <laughs> my, there is, uh, first of all, the, you're, you're Leo. We already have, we know that, but it's placement in your chart is in the sector of your chart that we associate with transformation. You may have, if you've listened to us, me before, certainly and Kate, uh, you know, this language may sound familiar. You do, you do well in crises. You walk people through difficult circumstances. So you've already mentioned the word crises in your, in your, uh, you know, summary of what you've, what you, how you've been working already, but this does give someone of the ability to align with resources. What do we need? I mean, I want you to think of a fire and then the firemen say, we need water. We need a ladder. We need this. We need that. And then the community, you know, provides it. Yeah. So you're kind of barking out the orders <laughs> on this, on the, uh, you know, right there in a crisis. We need this. We need that stat. I also think like son in the eighth house, like just an example, you know, a lot of people are saddened by like the mistreatment of animals. And some yeah. people will say, oh, I c- can't go to a pound because it would just be too sad for me. Someone yeah. with the sun in the eighth house, they will be at the pound. They will <laughs> see it. They will be like right front and center with the unfortunate or with the tragedy because they have that capacity to handle it where other people, it might not be that they don't care, but they feel like I can't see it. Sun in the eighth house, you are right there on the front line, hearing it, seeing it, helping it. Yeah. Very nice. And that great connection to resources. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, that's a, that's the savior in it all. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I've got ideas of what we can do. Yeah. So my, how did you get into the nonprofit, se- nonprofit sector? 
Yeah. So, you know, um, like I mentioned, I, I've been in retail for um, 22 years. And before I got into nonprofit, I was actually, um, I opened and managed the Starbucks in downtown Las Vegas, the one right across the street from um, City Hall. And we were such a unique location, um, you know, being a very, very large corporation that was coming into a really small downtown area. And I know it wasn't going to be received I didn't think it was going to be received very well by having a drive-through and just being this like really super busy um, location. And, um, and so I really kind of looked at it as, you know, I have the financial backing of corporate, but I really wanted to look at this as a community location. And so it was really interesting because the demographics that we had in our location were, you know, we had everybody from the mayor and city councils and lawyers and judges. Um, we had people who were across the street at the jail getting out or working at the jail. And then we also had a really, really large um, demographic of houseless folks who are coming in. And so for me, I had to really look at how was I going to position my location to being a corporate business and being able to run the business per the standards of, you know, Starbucks, mm -hmm. um, but also being able to really look at these folks as human beings. And how was I going to be able to, like I said, you know, like really center myself in there and being able to treat everybody the same, no matter, you know, what their status was in, in the community. And so working through there, I, I stepped into a role with the Cupcake Girls, um, which is a local nonprofit that works in the prevention and aftercare of sex trafficking. I, I stepped into that role knowing that it was just the next thing I had to do. It was in the middle of the, actually at the very beginning of the pandemic mm -hmm. is when I took this, this role. And my husband was like, are you really going to go into a nonprofit and leave a corporate job when people <laughs> yeah. are getting laid off? And I was like, you know, if you don't, you really don't want me to, then I will listen to your reasoning as to why. But my gut tells me that I absolutely have to do this. And he was like, then, then go, then do it. And I know that you're making the right decision. Yeah. And so, you know, I spent two years working with the cupcake girls and, um, you know, Kate, when you had mentioned, you know, kind of my introduction, um, I am a, sur a survivor of suicide loss. My cousin died by suicide in, um, gosh, in nine years ago now. And um, just a few years ago, my uncle died by suicide. And unfortunately, I've had a few others in my life, you know, an old employee of mine, my husband's best friend, and then his mom a year after that. And mm -hmm. so I just kind of felt like this was, it just kept showing up in my life. And I felt like, you know, for um, me to be able to take this position with um, AFSP, um, it felt like it was a full circle moment for me. Absolutely. Like it, it, it truly was, you know, you, you both were talking about, you know, healing and things like that. Like it felt like for me, this was a full circle moment, not just for me, but for my family and in the healing process, because, you know, like, gosh, I'm getting a little choked up now, just like talking about it. You don't ever really, you don't move on from that, you know? And so for me, it was just like really it was something I just knew in my gut I had to do. Yeah. And so that's kind of how I got into it. Wow. You know what? You just said a mouthful there of summarizing some influences in your chart. Thank you. Uh, but you know that you have, besides that first thing we spoke about, you have a Mars-Pluto tight conjunction. It sits up really high in your chart, which means again, just what you did. You talked openly, openly, someone in my family, someone else here, they had committed suicide. Uh, you know, so the idea of, um, uh, this is someone who brings out dark topics, who talks about 
what how something feels. Um, they show it rather than, you know, keeping it closeted. I don't want anyone to know this piece of information about right. me. Right. We don't share that in this family. Right. We don't yeah. talk about it. Yes. We keep the details vague, cover up, so to speak. That is strong. But the other thing, and Kate, I was just so excited when she said this, I had to throw it in. She has an incredible sense of servitude. I agree. And her char just screams it. And I'll say this. I don't know if you ever would say this in hindsight, but maybe even having served too long, too much, you have a dutifulness in your chart that is just over the top that almost can go into spirituality of um, wanting to serve, wanting to serve, and particularly in what I would call unequal relationships. And I don't, so this is no statement about your love life or that type of thing. Mm -hmm. This is a statement about who do you want to serve? And the idea, and here you are, people that are really kind of at a very low spot in their life. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And you're in a, let's assume, hopefully a stable spot. So it's a real significant stretch, but you are very focused on the community. And for those who want to learn astrology, your Mercury and your Vesta sit right tight together. And Vesta says, let me serve. Right. Well, and she also has Venus and Ceres very close, close at the anoretic degree, 29 degrees in her chart. Mm-hmm. And so my, I know we've been talking about just here the last, you know, nine years of your life, but you know, you've had these qualities since you were born. Mm-hmm. So this could even, even come into what your role was in the family. You know, were you very nurturing to, you know, if you had siblings or did you have to act as a mother figure or a facilitator, maybe of your group of friends at a young age, these are qualities that don't go away. So now to hear it really align with the work that you were doing and not to say that you didn't take those positions on through Starbucks or Mm -hmm. through retail, but it really sounds like you're encompassing a lot of these lifelong themes in your chart through your work now. Yeah. I mean, everything that you're saying, (laughs) I'm like playing things in my head from like my childhood and from Mm -hmm. my young adult. And, um, you know, I'm, I'm, you know, in my, you know, early forties now. And so like just listening to that and playing back so many different things that, you know, you forget as you get older, you forget about things that you were a part of. And I'm like, Oh my gosh. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Serving and food, food or drink would come Mm -hmm. into that category very strong for you. And it's, you know, we think of when you serve food, you're kind of the, when a waiter is the servant, so to speak, in, in our casual dining situations, you know, mm-hmm. I mean, they're putting themselves below us, you know, and serving us. What do you want? How can I make your stay? You have a lot of that quality uh, very strongly there, but I have an, a, a unique question for you. Do you think you have a great memory Um, yes, I do. Actually. Uh, I think that maybe over the last like couple of years, uh, time and memory have just slipped away as, you know, as strong as it has been for me in the past. Um, I think just because of all of the like wild things that have been happening in the world and stuff. Mm -hmm. And there's just so much to focus on that. I'm like, Oh gosh, yeah, I do remember that. But typically, yeah, I do have like a really a really a pretty a bug, vivid yeah. memory. Yeah. A pretty vivid memory. <laughs> you really do. And I want to piggyback on that because I'm calling you a time traveler, mm-hmm. time traveler. 
it oftentimes is someone just quite literally who can get on a plane and loves the idea of uh, arriving in a different time zone, a different language, uh, and the idea that you feel relatively quite comfortable there. You're not as shocked or alienated as maybe some people are when they, oh, I'm a fish out of water. I don't know. You really do well. And again, time traveling, just the idea of different places, different times. You might have some throwback interest. Yeah, that could play out through music, through wardrobe, through mm-hmm. decor in the home. Mm-hmm. That's mm-hmm. super interesting. Very strong. So that's, it, it makes for an, and also because the, that is a, oftentimes a, some sense that you were exposed at an early age, maybe even to behaviors mm-hmm. that were not at average, that your classmates were not experiencing, that mm-hmm. you were experiencing, maybe you didn't understand them. I mean, it's not that you were there trying to solve something then, but the idea that you were, had early exposure to unusual uh, behavior patterns. So that sits there in your chart quite strongly. Yeah, that's really interesting too, because um, I wonder if my mom was really young when she had me. So my family immigrated from the United, uh, from Vietnam to the United States 50 years ago. We just celebrated 50 years. Oh, congratulations. Wow. Yeah, um, Memorial Day weekend. And so um, what's really interesting, my mom was 15 when she had me. And so um, to me, I, I listen to that and think of like, I really played a huge part in kind of being an adult really early. You know, by like doing my own laundry when I was like super young, like, you know, six, seven years old and making myself breakfast and dinners and, and, you know, all of that. And so to me, that kind of like, that's where I, that's immediately where my, my head went to. Well, I hope this isn't too harsh, but you know, your natal chart, I wrote notes out after looking at it and I wrote parents were probably unavailable. And again, that doesn't mean bad parents. I can mean parents that are out of the house working, working two jobs, right? Mm-hmm. But yeah. parents unavailable as far as I then your chart suggests that you had to manage early on. Oh you learned gosh. management skills as a you know, as an elementary child. Yeah, that's so gosh, this is so wild. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I actually don't know my dad. His name is even my birth certificate. And so oh, wow. my mom was working, you know, yeah. like two, three jobs. And mm-hmm. you know, I, I have a I have a big um extended family, but it's just my mom and I. Yes. Um in my immediate family. And so yeah, I was kind of like, I don't like to use this. I don't want to use this word. I use it very loosely, but but like I was like pawned off into some other family members when my mom was out, you yeah. know, yes, yes, making money. Yeah, yeah that, 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 but, but it did instill in you this mm-hmm. sense of managing the circumstances. Mm-hmm. So again, mm-hmm. you can see where you've built on that. It makes sense that you went into management, mm-hmm. corporate mm-hmm. management, because you were honed for it mm-hmm. yeah. from a very early age. It's, it's, even though sometimes we look back at our anybody's storyline and we can see, well, that wasn't ideal, but, but they were in training already. But what they're going chart. to become. Absolutely. Absolutely. Talk about transitioning. There you were helping you. Even, even I understand uh, your mother was certainly very capable, very strong woman to make that transition into a different country. But, you know, you, you showed up as a transitioner yourself. I'll help you do it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, I'm here. Count on me. <laughs> very cute. Absolutely. Very cute. So. My, do you have a favorite part about your astrology chart or maybe anything that we've said so far that you relate to the most? 
Yeah, you know, I've been um, kind of thinking about this a little bit, and um, you had mentioned it a little bit earlier when you're talking about, you know, what um, the assumption is of the Leo, um, of the Leo sign. And, you know, I had said to you before too, you know, I'm also an Enneagram eight. And if you know anything about personality tests and stuff too, they both are just really strong, um, in their character and behavior. And so, um, what I hear so often from people is that, Oh, you're a Leo. Wow. Watch out for you. Or they assume, (laughs) you know, you know, they assume that like, I'm, I'm always wanting to be the center of attention and I'm Mm -hmm. always wanting to take charge. And I'm always, you know, just like a very, um, aggressive. I've heard so many times, gosh, you're so intimidating. Or like when even some of my closest friends to this day, they first met me, they're like, I didn't, I didn't really vibe with you when I first met you. Um, you know, but as you get to know me. And so for me, it's like, as I go through and learn more about myself and now even just like hearing some of the things that that you two are talking about is I try so hard to not be that because, and don't get me wrong. I absolutely can step into those roles with a snap of a finger. Like it is, it is absolutely very easy for me to, to do that. You know, when someone says, Hey, uh, this isn't going right. And I just need you to step up. I'm like, okay, as long as you're giving me permission to do that, I know that I have a tendency to just jump in and take charge. And it's not always seen in a really positive light. And so for me, being able to learn more about myself. And as you know, you get older and you, you you know, quote unquote, do the work, you know, for me, it's like to know that I want to be able to see others put into that light and put into that center stage because gosh, so many people have so many beautiful things to bring to the table. And I've learned so much about others and about community and really about myself by being able to do that. And you just so summed up that idea of succession. I know you want to groom other people to be ready to step up. I agree. It goes back to that royalty example that we gave Mm -hmm. before we introduced my about, okay, what are we passing down? What's going down? What's, what am I doing for the next generation? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Very, very uh, fascinating. And I will say this, Leos do carry themselves generally in a way, not that everyone is awestruck and falling back on their heels, but they're, they're aware like, oh, this person is, has something. And it's oftentimes considered kind of undefinable. What is it that they have? Is it their sense of style? Is it just the way they hold their body? There's there's this um, some implied sophistication, something that's different, and that can work for you, as you can as you lived, but it can also work against you sometimes. Mm-hmm, absolutely. So, um, do we want to bring up that point about her, in her moon? Oh. Um, you know, she has this degree like where her moon sits about almost having a very androgynous personality. It's the degree of prince that you have in your chart, actually, (laughs) Um, where you know how to blend those male and female energies really well. Of course, that can lean into uh, your work um, uh, in the LGBTQ community as well. But like you have that in your chart. Again, lifelong theme. It's, It's a natal quality. That, as Kate said, Prince, the artist, had in his chart. And he certainly had a very interesting uh, uh, presentation on the stage. And, you know, he attracted, you know, uh, men, women. You know, I mean, he had a wide, wide base. Mm -hmm. Uh, This degree does suggest that you can take on that spokesperson role pretty easily. So uh, 
and even just having unique or open views on sexual morals and Mm -hmm. maybe advocating for that as well. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I can say that, that I can say that that definitely rings true in, in my life for sure. I mean, um, the work that I've, you know, been doing in the LGBTQ plus community. Um, I actually just this morning was voted in to be a board of directors on a small LGBTQ nonprofit. Um, and so, yeah, so that was like really exciting for me. Um, and so, you know, just to be able to see others as they are, um, and accept them as they are. And, you know, I think everyone carries, you know, the ability to have more feminine, more androgynous, more, more male, um, uh, behaviors and characteristics and some shine, shine through, you know, heavier than others. But even in myself, like I've, I feel, I think at some point, you know, when I was, I, I feel that that androgyny kind of comes through in, in my personal, even my personal style. Yeah. Great. You know, Kate, can we, can we do a little prediction? Sure. Can we do a little prediction for, for my, um, I would expect there to be some upgrades coming in your home environment. Uh, so maybe this is something to do with these lovely invitations you've received. Mm-hmm. I say home base, you're, you'll have improvements in your home base. So where do you, where are you hanging out, so to speak? So we start with the residence, the home, but there should be over the next 12 months, some nice enhancements, improvements, whether you're out shopping for new furniture or whether you're moving to a bigger, better place, or maybe you're getting a bigger, better office, or, you know, the idea of this is a strong base for community, feeling more, um, again, I'm going to say it a little bit with the ego here. You are somebody in the community. <laughs> you become somebody in the community. That's a really, it's uh, revving up right now, and it's going to be with you very strongly here over the next 12 months. So that's great. Well, and her Jupiter is coming out of her ninth house. So even just I mean, this podcast is a great example, but just like more opportunities for her to get her voice out there where maybe, you know, you're showing up in more magazines or you're showing Mm -hmm. up on other people's platforms where you're having, I'm going to say like a a larger reach to who is hearing you and who is seeing you. Yeah. And it should be good for even your finances as well. So there's support, a lot of support uh, coming her way. That's fantastic. And the other thing for anyone who particularly listened to our podcast, podcast about uh, Uranus lining up with the North Node. And we made a big thing about July, about twisting changes, opportunities coming that you didn't quite see, maybe illogical on some level or just shocking maybe. But in her chart, in your chart, my it's, uh, it's hitting right on your Chiron, that alignment. And Chiron is the healer of all things, just what we're talking about. It is the healer and having more opportunities or unique opportunities or opportunities that you could never have imagined to employ, you know, alternative therapies of any sort for yourself. Okay. That's nice. But also learning about different therapies uh, and being able to, you know, engage in them or teach other people, um, Chiron on a very is strong in your chart and it's about the one that doesn't fit in mm. coming from a different perspective. Um, so that may be you uh, coming to the country, family being relatively new in the country and feeling odd, feeling I don't belong. Do I belong? How do I belong? But also carrying it through as an adult where you recognize those that are slipping in the cracks, so to speak. Mm-hmm. 
And I think it's interesting because I think um, her position just got confirmed a couple weeks ago, you know, which wouldn't be too soon to be feeling this no. um, Uranus North node. And, you know, sometimes when we get news in the present, we don't understand how it's going to affect us on the long term. You know, so it's very possible that this opens up so much opportunity and where, you know, in five or six years from now, when we say, Hey, what happened in 2022 around the summer months, Mm -hmm. you know, then it's like, Oh my gosh, that's when, you know, I started this and that led into that and, and so Mm -hmm. on. Mm -hmm. Wow. It's so interesting. Also, I just bought a brand new couch. So I feel like I'm already, (laughs) you are there. (laughs) Like literally we just put it together on Sunday of this past week. And you love it, right? You love oh, the couch. It's amazing. Yeah. Yes. Amazing couch. Yes. That's it. With, with Jupiter involved, it's a, it's great. <laughs> it's great. You're really, really pleased about that. So that's very uh, nice. So my, is there anything that you want to tell the listeners of how they can support you, how they can support um, the nonprofits that you work for, anything that you want to leave them with of, you know, if they want to get involved in what you're doing, how can they make a difference? Yeah, absolutely. Um, I know there's so many different ways and so many amazing organizations across the country and, you know, here in Las Vegas, Um, I will always be a supporter of the Cupcake Girls. Um, And so um, as with any nonprofit, monthly donations um, really create a lot of sustainability for organizations. So if anybody has the opportunity to do that, that would be really great. Even $5 goes so far. Um, obviously with AFSP, American Foundation for Suicide Prevention, um, I'm literally just four days into this um, new role. And so there's there's a, a lot of really, really fantastic ways to get involved. We have um, an annual out of the darkness walk for um you know, folks that have been affected by suicide. And, and so um, you can follow us at AFSP Nevada, I believe is the Instagram account. Um, I'm sorry if that's not correct. Cause okay. I'll yeah. have you confirm it and I'll put it in yeah. um, the description for the podcast. Yeah. And so, um, you know, that's a great way to kind of follow along. I think so many people are affected, um, by suicide or through mental health, um, and you may not even realize it. And so, um, just to be able to recognize and and you know get in that prevention and awareness um, headspace is really great. So yeah, just those two, just those two pieces. Perfect. Well, thank you so much for sharing your story today and for allowing mom and me to dive into your chart. I hope that our listeners have a better understanding about Leo's um, that it does go much deeper than just the crown or just the stage. <laughs> Yes. Yeah. There's a real royal duties. There's royal duties, just like as we think of the royal family. Leos have duties. Mm-hmm. They have duties to, you know, hand their knowledge, uh, provide opportunity for the next generation. And you, my, are, are a perfect example. Thank you for, uh, you know, kind of jumpstarting us to look a little bit deeper about Leos from a healing perspective. It's yes. opened my eyes today. Yeah. yeah. Thank you. Thank you both so much for, you know, having me on. This has been really um, um, educational for myself and it's really been um, validating in a sense as well. And so, yeah, thanks so much for, for having me on. Absolutely. So before everyone goes today, I do just want to um, put in a reminder that mom and me are teaching a change your home, change your life feng shui class on Saturday, the 23rd from 10 a.m. to 1130 um, a.m. via Zoom. 
and um, it is $75 to attend the class. And you also must submit a picture of a place in your home that you're struggling with, or you would like insight with. And uh, mom and me are very excited to teach this first class together. And we're hoping that it's going to be the first of many. So the link will be in uh, the podcast. You can also find it on my website, www thekatewin.com. Uh, we are limit, limiting it to 10 people just so it can be very intimate. I think we have four seats left if I'm not mistaken. So um, if you are interested, make sure that you secure your ticket today. And we look forward to talking to you guys next week. Thank you. Thank you for joining us on another episode of the Mom and Me Astrology Podcast. To keep in touch, follow us on social media at the underscore Kate Wind. And to see a list of our services and our store, you can visit our websites at thekatewind.com or maryswick.com. We'll talk to you next week.